Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. No music, no intro. Another episode of Hashtag Saints Twitter Podcast. We, Ryan and I wanted to get Catherine on the pod of, of The Athletic. We, we know that the sky is falling in Saints Twitter after the debacle of Monday Night Football. So we wanted to get her on to just, I don't know, talk people off the ledge, maybe push people off the ledge. I don't, I don't really care at this point. Like, it's just entertainment to me. Um, so with that said, Catherine, how, how are you doing? I, I'm doing great. I mean, a little, a little tired at 9.30, which we've already discussed. I'm turning into an old person, but, you know, I'm doing great. I'm just people's therapist this week. Like, it's all going to be okay. <laughs> this team is going to be probably fine. Probably fine. Love it. Well, you know, I feel, like, I feel like I'm going to go out on a limb and be like, they're going to be fine. And then Sunday night, something happens. And then everyone's going to ask me why I was like – trying to talk them off the ledge but i do feel like they'll be fine but we'll see in about three days we will and they, <laughs> against a really good opponent um yeah. but i wanted to talk about about mass gate that happened so you're at the big roomba in vegas <laughs> and you know first time being in brand new stadium so obviously you have to christen it with a selfie which is completely understandable and some fucking jackass this is the hashtag sneaks for the podcast so we can say that um <laughs> some fucking jackass on twitter is like oh math selfies are, are dumb like th- shut up just just stop <laughs> just stop yeah like just go away <laughs> I, I forgot my initial response was gonna be something like well you know it's better than having some unmasked person like sneeze in my face or it was actually something way more smart ass than that and probably way more clever in my head but I was just like dude go away like if I want to take a picture in a mask and not like breathe COVID all over people I'm gonna do so and uh, fact is and the fact is everyone has like at least one mask selfie (laughs) well yeah this is true like at least it's not like my Twitter profile picture okay I've like posted like literally well actually I was gonna say literally one and that's not true but um like come on man yeah, I, I guarantee you that person is like probably has some crazy tweets like masks like give you cancer or something. <laughs> For sure. For I don't know. I, I think uh, I blocked them. I just uh, I, yes, I, I just, there it I'm is. Like, there it is. I love it. I probably did. I'm way. I this is shocking, but I am way less of a smartass than I used to be. Like I used to be way more snarky, and I commented like I always had to shoot back, and now I just pick my spots like. You know, you just wait a few weeks and then just deliver snarky comment towards someone and then just walk away and let so, everyone else take care of it. So you're like Andres' Pete, good football games. Like you pick your spots when you want to have them. <laughs> wait, what's, what's the hashtag now? Like which, Pete which hate one? or something? I, I, I don't, I, man, I don't know. Some <laughs> of them probably don't want to know. 
Especially after Monday night. Oh man. So Ryan and I Ryan and I had like a very rapid reaction pod after Monday night football, but we wanted to get your perspective in terms of what your thoughts were from from that game and just just going forward. Yeah, it was totally it was weird. I I really did think after the way they started that they were going to be totally fine. I mean, even the right. offense, like, yeah, they, did, they didn't score right away or they didn't score a touchdown, but I was, I was encouraged. Like, okay, they're moving the ball. Like, it looks better than they looked last week. I mean, I, I don't know where the wheels fell off. That was really weird to me how that game changed so much. But it, it's kind of a couple of the problems we've identified real offseason, off really. Like, it, it could be a big problem, and it might not be. But I've said all along, the Saints are taking a gamble by, I guess, relying on a lot of players that are older, and they're either going to play like they did last year or they're going to start having a serious decline, and that could impact what happens this season. And obviously, you know who I'm talking about. I mean, Breeze is one, Malcolm Jenkins. I say Jared Cook because of his age, but, I mean, he's played fine. Um yeah. Uh, and then Sanders, too. I mean, it's just all these players that they could be great, but if they start declining, then they could get in trouble. And so when you saw right. how Breeze and Malcolm Jenkins played, it, you're kind of like, okay, well, it's just one game. Is it a trend or is it just kind of an anomaly? So I was surprised, thought they would beat the Raiders, but I also do think that it's just one of those games where things just started to go wrong and – they can certainly bounce back from it this week. And I think they will. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like I, I kept tweeting and said on the last podcast that, you know, just the Saints under Sean Payton have, have not been great in September. They haven't started, you know, started seasons really fast. You know, their record is like about 500 in September since Sean Payton's been here. So, I mean, you could just think back to just years prior. I mean, they just have not started the season great. You know, they've either started 0-2 or 1-1 or sometimes 0-3 or 0-4. You know, so it, it's not like we haven't seen this before, but I guess just be under the cloud of, like, that bad playoff game last year, questions about Drew Brees with his age and arm strength, and then, you know, you kind of have a poor offensive performance last week against uh you know the bucks and then this week it's like a little better but you still see a lot of those same issues and this time like last week the national media was kind of like okay we'll see but this week like they are on breeze ass like they like <laughs> he is washed this is it he's declining this is Peyton man in 2000 uh, what was it 2015 yeah you know he's done he's cooked and but at the same time, as a fan, it's like you might be right. Like you just don't know, you know. Just you just don't know with Breeze. You just don't. So I mean, it's, everybody has their analysis. Some say, hey, it's just timing and anticipation that he needs to get. You know, it's just gonna take some time to get together, or his arm strength, or what's wrong with his accuracy? Is it the offensive line? Is it nobody really knows? And I guess we just gotta see. But like, what what are you feeling? Like, what's your gut feeling about all of this? Is it just kind of wait and see? First of all, it's right. Sorry, go ahead. No, I'm just saying, is it kind of wait and see? Or is it, are you kind of feeling it like, yeah, I think he might be washed up. <laughs> you don't have it's, to see him washed up. If you don't. <laughs> <know>. <laughs> you 
Yeah, I, I don't know if I like the term washed up. I was, like, talking about it with someone the other day. Like, it just seems so, like, uh, I don't even know how to put it. So dismissive of great athletes. Yeah. Just, oh, well, you know, they had this great 20-year career, but they're washed now, so they're done. I, yeah. I, I don't know. I never thought about them so this year, and I just thought, oh, that's kind of just – I don't know if I like that term. It just – it seems to not really put into words how good – this player, you know, Breeze or whoever else was for so long. But I, I think it's interesting because maybe a few years ago, this wouldn't have been acknowledged so much because we didn't have quarterbacks play into their 40s like we do now. But right. when we got Peyton Manning and Brett Favre playing into their 40s, they both had this awesome year and everything was fine. And then their performances took a, a total nosedive. It, it wasn't just it wasn't subtle. It was, they were good. And then they were kind of awful. I mean, that's, right. that's really how fast it happened. And so I think now people have that in their heads and they see Breeze and they're automatically thinking, Oh my God, he's another Peyton Manning. I mean, this is what's happening to him. And right. the truth is, I, I don't know. I, I don't think it's fair to say after two weeks. So I'm kind of hesitant to say, Oh, you know, he's, this is it for him. But I do think that, it's very obvious he hasn't looked good. And I don't know what that reason is. I don't know if, I, don't, I mean, I think part of it is the offensive line. And we've talked about that since the uh, last January. I, mean, I think that he can't move around like he used to. Not that it was ever, you know, his right. specialty. Yeah. But, but he was more, he was more very mobile right. inside the pocket. Yeah. He, yeah. He didn't look so old trying to move around the pocket. So, yeah. and, yeah, and, and there's a reason the Saints, went out and said, we need to fix the interior of the offensive line. Like, this is a very big problem because our quarterback is not – is not. I mean, he's not mobile. That's, so, I mean, that's a problem. And so, I don't know if he feels the pressure and that's causing him to, to make these bad throws because that's not Breeze. It's, he hasn't – he was never a bad decision maker. So, to right. see some of these passes, it's just kind of – it's head-scratching because it's not who he is. But also, I mean – you know, if we're so worried about the arm strength, well, arm strength doesn't make you throw a pass directly to a linebacker. I mean, that's a, that's a mistake. That's a seeing something that wasn't there. That's not, he's 41 and he can't throw a ball 10 yards. I mean, so that's kind of why I'm willing to say, okay, well, let's, let's see how he plays in week three. Maybe, maybe it's just a matter of they really didn't have enough time together in training camp. And I know that's an excuse for everyone, but Maybe it's true because, as you pointed out, the Saints don't often play that well to start the season. And I think Breeze is not really ever at his best to start a season. I think he gets better as the season goes along. Yeah. And so um, Sunday, I really do think it's going to tell a lot. And it's fun. again, it's funny that we're talking about this because I feel like I said last week, it, it's kind of – you can't really make a judgment about Breeze when you don't have Michael Thomas and he's such a big part of the offense. And then you see him play like that, and you automatically – you kind of forget that and think, what's wrong with Breeze? And it's almost like you've forgotten that this huge part of the offense isn't there, so maybe give them a week to adjust. But, I mean, I, it's a valid concern for every – I mean, I, I 100% understand why people are freaking out and wondering what's going on. You brought a, a good point when you brought up the offensive line and, you know, the Saints – 
drafting, you know, interior guard with Ruiz um, to improve that, to basically replace Larry, Larry Warford, who they weren't happy with last season. Um, and so a, a point that I've, I've made a couple of times is that I think from a fan perspective, and also I'm sure from a team perspective too, but the fact that their rookie class has not given them much of anything. I know, you know, both Bond and, and Ruiz were, were hurt, excuse me, um, and missed some extended time in training camp. But, um, you know, they have been practicing fully and have been active. And when you think of the offensive line and, you know, you, you see like he's, he, he's still being pressured more so than he typically is or has been. And so what, where do you think that that comes from, I guess you could say, in terms of why are the rookies not being played? Is it, is it injuries? Is it like what, what's that factor? I think with Ruiz, I mean, he only came back the Wednesday before the game. And I think they just felt, hey, look, I mean, Nick Easton is doing okay. Like he's serviceable. There's no need to rush this kid out. I mean, until we need him. And I don't, I don't know what that means for this week. I still think Nick Easton is going to start, but I think eventually Ruiz is going to be the starter. I know it'll be sooner rather than later, probably. So I don't think it's an indictment of him. I just thought, you know, you know, like without that many snaps, relatively speaking, why rush it? And that's what I told another reporter when we were watching practice. I, I said, no way he starts. And he was asking me, well, why wouldn't he? I mean, it's enough time. And I, I disagreed. But um, I think maybe if they had been panicking about Nick Easton, they would have said, okay, he's got it. You know, we're just going to throw him in there. But they didn't. Yeah. And then Bond, it, I think Bond is just kind of a luxury at this point. I mean, honestly, I, I think that it, it, they could play him, but – the way they've been running their defense, they don't really need him right now. But I, 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 I guess my, my counterpoint to that is after a game where the pass rush was pretty much non-existent, <laughs> like, I don't, like, is he really a, like, is he a really a luxury at this point? That's, that's a good point. Yeah. Cause they were not getting close to Derek Carr whatsoever. And, 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 you know, granted the Raiders do have a really good offensive line, but you know, Bond's, specialty coming out of college was being a really good pass rusher yeah I guess I was thinking of it in terms of if they were going to use him like as a base linebacker but I mean you're right so I mean he in, was used I mean in I'm trying to think in nickel situations he's a pass rusher so they're nickel so right. much you would think that they would use him more but maybe right. they're confident in their pass rushing plan going to that game and so now yeah. now they might be thinking okay we should try to change something up i mean so I could, I could see it week two that they thought they'd be fine but and you know and to be fair like they did get like they did sack Derek Carr like three times with it was that in the first quarter or the first half first like, the half. pressure was first looking half. good yeah yeah the pressure was looking good early in the game but then like just the way the offense the, the raiders played offense the rest of the game it just the passes were coming out you know Derek Carr was getting the ball out real quick and it just wasn't there, <laughs> you know. And a lot of Saints fans are talking about like, where's Cam Jordan? Like, Cam Jordan is on a milk carton right now. Where is he? And you know, I mean, I haven't sat back and studied the All Twenty Two or anything. I did see that they were giving him a lot of attention. But uh, you know, do you think? I guess the, the question of decline is on everybody. Like, do you think Cam Jordan is kind of getting into that age where you know he's getting into his thirties and maybe? 
he isn't the uh, every down pass rusher he used to be, or is it just one of those random things of football where you know you just don't know? You just gotta let the season play out. It's a valid. He looks, question. he looks as he looks as energetic as he always is. Yeah, yeah. I don't I don't see that with him. I mean, I guess you could say like the guy plays through everything and never takes games off. So yeah, he probably has more wear and tear than a lot of players at this point, but. I don't think so. I mean, as you pointed out, I mean, the guy still has more energy than pretty much any football player I know. I mean, that doesn't mean, you know, it automatically translates to, hey, he's going to have a big game. But I just think it's one of those things where he's just weirdly in a rut, which is weird because it's the start of the season, but maybe slow start is better. I mean, I, I believe in Cam Jordan. Like, he's had, I mean, he's had games last year where, or stretches where he didn't have a sack and, Mm -hmm. I don't know if it – it probably didn't seem so glaring because the rest of the offensive line – I mean, offensive – the rest of the defensive line was stepping up. But yeah. I think when you're the star and you're expected to be the star and you don't produce, everyone's just wondering what the heck is going on. I mean, especially with Cam's personality, when you make snarky comments about, you know, Tampa Bay, which I found hilarious, but – you know, if you make those comments, everyone's going to draw their attention to you. And if you don't produce next yeah. week, people are going to say, well, you know, you spend your time talking and not producing, which I think is stupid, but, but that's just me. I'm like, you know what? You can say whatever you want. I mean, he, it's going to get there, but yeah, I, I don't know. It, it, it's different for every position. You know, I feel like 31 at some positions, or automatic people say, well, you're on the tail end of your career. And then other positions, I don't think it matters as much. I mean, I feel like people are – players are great pass rushers pretty well into their 30s, right? I don't, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, it's an interesting thought. What, what is Latavius Murray's role on this team? <laughs> so I was thinking about him today at practice. Like, I feel like I just – think of the most random stuff in practice and I was thinking man he did what did he do this week I mean because Kamara <laughs> role no it was not even meant as an insult I was just thinking yeah I mean that, that exactly like what like like it what is his role like it, I I I I don't know and he and he had some good runs yes he, um, he usually does <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, he played. He played well last week. I mean, maybe it was just so focused on Kamara. I just pulled up his stats. He just, he had... he just he's. Though, I feel bad for him because he just they just forget about him. Did you? Were you there for that press conference with uh, Traquan Smith? I think it was last week, and I think they were you, you guys were asking him about Kamara or the running game or whatever, and he was talking about Kamara and he's like, "Yeah, you got Kamara and uh, what, what's the other guy's name?" Uh, Murray. Oh, no. Yeah, Murray. <laughs> I, I do not Damn. remember that. He can't remember his own teammate. <laughs> You'd be surprised how often NFL players do that. Like, people think that they remember things way more than they actually do. And the same goes for coaches. Like, I've had so many players, especially with specialists. I mean, this is sad, but players a lot of times have no idea what the name of the kicker is or the long snapper. <laughs> I'm like, who's that guy? What's that his is, name? That is absolutely wild to me. It's uh, – I. I will say a, a few a few years back, um, the newly signed Bengals kicker missed a game-winning field goal, and another player said something like, "And our kicker, what's his name? Just misses the game-winning field goal." We're all just like, "You don't even know his name." 
I mean, he had been signed that week, but I was just like, man, insult to injury. Like, you don't even know his name. So, yeah, they're just so – they're so focused on what is – their role in the team and what is going on. I mean, Traquan should know Latavius Murray's name. That's yeah, not great, but, Absolutely. But it's like a one-track thing. I mean, in training camp, sometimes you have to tell Peyton – like, if you ask about a player, sometimes you have to oh, ask yeah. about the number, too. But, I mean, in his defense – like 90 guys and some of them aren't yeah. making the team so he can't i mean he's, like, right. he's not yeah, gonna remember I, all of them but yeah, I get it. yeah but it, it's yeah it's funny sometimes you, we just think that they care about things more than they probably do just because right they have a million other things to remember that week in regards to the game but i did not know that that is very funny i'm gonna have to go watch that press conference yeah it was funny um i have i have, I have one more do you feel that the Saints fans' frustration with Marcus Davenport is is valid? Um, maybe it's maybe it's a little over the top, but I get it. I mean, the guy—if you trade, if you give up that much for a player, you expect him to produce. And I think also what goes into it is. There was a long stretch where the Saints' first-round picks weren't producing uh, until recently, and so it probably just brings back bad memories for fans of first-round picks that didn't do anything. Uh, I'm trying to remember specifically the years. I mean, uh, well, they've had first-round – they've hit on their first-round picks the last few years for sure. Yeah, I'm trying to think like – yeah. Chance Sullivan, you had a oh god. Well, Meacham, you know. Meacham, it took him a while. Fans uh, like Ingram for a while. Yeah, Ingram, he was kind of hit or miss with him for a while. Uh, Patrick Robinson, he was a dumpster fire. Oh. Um, yeah, so I think people remember that. <laughs> still, still in checks. Love you, P. Rob. <laughs> Yeah, that is it is crazy to think about some of these drafts. I think it was a 2014 draft, and I saw, like randomly, and I'll just think, how did that go so wrong? Like, is that the bread and cooks, and then like nothing else draft? Yeah. Yes, yeah. the entire yeah. draft except cooks was gone by the next year. Oh, what was his name? Stanley John Baptiste. Is that four? Curry Ford in the house. Uh, who, was, who was like tapped to play like a biopic of of fuck he just he was like scheduled to like star in someone's like biopic of like an yeah. athlete I can't remember who the athlete was god that was the weirdest day too I remember just walking in the locker room and all his locker wasn't there and his locker wasn't there like they completely <laughs> took his locker out well, like not just his things like his locker no, was like just... the, no like the name plate. oh okay <laughs> No, they, they took the locker out during the draft. Yeah, no, was this, he, he was like sleeping through meetings or something. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I just remember walking in and the the nameplate wasn't there, and I just um pointing out to someone, wait, well, did his locker get moved? Like, why why is this guy's locker not here? And it was something else was going on that day, something to do with Mark Ingram. And I remember I waited like 15 minutes into the press conference to ask Peyton about it. Like, hey, why is Kyrie Ford's locker not there? <laughs> and uh, 
what's going on with Ingram? I don't remember what it was. And he just looks at me and he goes, no comment. And then walks away. And we learned that day that Kyrie Fort had just gotten cut. Like, remember how he went on short-term IR and that was the first year you could use it? And then yeah. he went from short-term IR to getting cut. Like, he never played. It was – wow. <laughs> God, that season was so wild. Oh, dumpster fire. It was so wild. But anyway, I, was, sorry, uh, I, I got us off track. But every time I talk about 2014, I'm just like, how did that all happen the way it did? Yeah. I, uh, did you get a chance to listen to uh, Cam Jordan and Mark Ingram's podcast with uh, Elvin Kamara? No, and I need to listen to it because every time I saw headlines, it was, I, it was something I thought I absolutely need to listen to that because that sounds fascinating. Yeah. I mean, um, I, I wouldn't say, you know, any breaking news in it, anything like that. Cool. It was just – you know, they were really loose and, you know, obviously saying more than they would say in your typical Saints press or anything like that. But it was it was interesting to hear uh, Alvin Kamara talk about his injury last year. Uh, I mean, he basically said he was in pain. I mean, he, he, he really should not have been playing. <laughs> he should have been, like, down for more than the two weeks he was down. But he, he really just – like, it wasn't a situation where, like, the coaches were – forcing him to play, but he just felt like he had to play just to, you know, just because where the Saints were at, they were trying to do something, get to the Super Bowl. And, you know, but he just, it was funny because he commented on, he really, especially with these young players, they really do hear the fans, like especially on social media. So he he just talked about how the fans were like, oh man, what's wrong with Kamara? He's not, he's not looking like he's into the game anymore. You know, he, you know, he needs Mark Ingram and all that stuff. And he's like, I was hurt. Like, every snap, like, my knee is screaming. Like, you know what I'm saying? I can't even bend my leg. And he's playing through it. I just thought that was interesting. It's just been so good to see how he, like, one of the few bright spots, he has been that bright spot so far this season. Just the way he's looked, just looking healthy, running well. It's just like, you know, give that guy the ball more. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, man, the, the, these athletes go through it. I mean, I don't think we know the half of it. We just oh, think no. about not, yeah. Not even close. It's crazy. The Tyrod Taylor story. Mm. Oh. It's it just. I'm, I'm just thinking. I mean, oh, I can't. You. The thought of how painful that must have been, and then he was gonna try to play, and it just it blows right. my mind. That was that was the part of the story that was kind of overlooked. Was, Wait, he was still gonna try to play with the what? Well, I think they didn't know what it was. I might be telling the story wrong, but I, didn't they find out during the game, like he started having chest pain or before the game and had well, to take right, the hospital? Yeah, right before the game, he was yeah. getting ready to play. And he's like, man, my chest is like on fire right now. Like, well, yeah, it's punctured. <laughs> Your lungs are punctured. That's wild. <laughs> like, this poor guy. I just, but, I really hope it doesn't, I mean, I hope he doesn't destroy his career. Just, I mean, just because... That's why they they try so hard not to ever leave the field, field because yeah. you know the second you do, there's you're, always you're someone replaced. right there that's yeah. going to take your job away. And if he loses yeah, his I, job because of this, it's just I, oh I'm my glad, gosh. I'm just, glad you. I'm glad you bring that up. About, but. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer.
If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.